You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to today's Baking Boss Kitchen Secret Podcast. How is everyone doing? What are you up to? Let me know. I always like to hear from you and what you think, and if there's things you like me to talk about on this podcast, because I am here to help you. So if you have a topic that you would like to hear about on this podcast, ping me an email at naomi at bakingboss.net. Or you can get in touch on the socials at I am Baking Boss. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So drop me a message, drop me a DM and tell me what you would like to hear about. So this will be helpful for you. Today's podcast, I am going to be talking about how not to get comparatonitis in your baking business, which is something I found very easy to do and used to do it a lot when I first started my baking business, my cafe, bar and bakery. Back in 2018, I was quite obsessed by seeing what the competition were doing. But before I get into sort of the nitty gritty of today's podcast, I just want to remind you about my free guides I've got. So if you're starting out wanting to do a baking business and you're just getting going or you want to open a cafe and bar, I have got a free guide for you that will give you 10 easy steps to get you started. Or if you're already in the you've got a baking business, you want to grow it, maybe it's a side hustle you want to take full time. I've also got a guide to help you grow. Go check them out on my website, www.bakingboss.net or you can find them on the socials. The links are all on there as well. So go and grab them from there. Let me know what you think of them. Are they useful? Are they not useful? I am really not offended either way what you tell me, because if they're not useful for you, I'd rather make them better so that you can get the most out of them. So comparing yourself to the competition, I actually want you all, if you're thinking of starting a business or even if you're already in business, think about how often do you do this already? How often do you go and look at the competition? Do you think, how are they doing that? They look like they're doing really well. They've got cues out the door. I don't get how they're making everything work and I'm not getting the same results and all of these things. Is this you? Are you thinking about all of these little things that other people are doing and can't seem to work it out as to why they're not happening for you? So just take a moment to think about that because this is something I did when I first opened the cafe, bar and bakery in my local town. Part of it was to do, there's a, there's, let's just clarify, there's a difference between market research here comparing yourself to the competition. So I did quite an in-depth market research on looking at all of my local other cafes or other eating establishments and seeing what their prices were like, seeing what they served, what hours they were open, how they ran their businesses, sort of as much as you could from sort of the outside. And I then looked at where I wanted to sit in the mix of that. What I also got caught up in was really... (laughs) looking and kind of working out how are they doing so well? How are they fully booked? How are they doing this when there were some days when I really wasn't? The trouble with comparing yourself to everybody else is everybody has different parameters in their business. So people have different costs, people have different rent, people have different staffing arrangements. You run your business differently to someone else, you use different suppliers, you use have different customers even. Even though it's very easy to look and kind of go, oh, they're obviously doing really well. 
that's not necessarily always the case. That old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover because sometimes people look like they're really busy, but actually they might only just be making their bottom line. It could be that they've got a whole other host of other things going on underneath their business that you don't know about, which is very different to yours. They might not be running their business very efficiently. They might have all sorts of other things going on that you don't know about that isn't happening. And that makes it different to yours. Even though it's good to look at other businesses and see what they're doing and take what you need from them to use in your business, because this is how we learn. We learn from other people and then we adapt it and adjust it to what we need. If you spend all your time comparing yourself and worrying about what everybody else is doing, then that's not going to be effective for your business because your business is different because it's got you in it. The biggest thing different about your business is you. That makes you different from the competition. Take the example of hairdressers. In my local town, there are loads of barbers, loads of them. They all they all did well. They all, they all had queues. <laughs> but just because there's one barber doesn't mean another barber can't open up a shop. It doesn't make a place any less beneficial to someone or people won't stop coming into you because there's another place down the road. Everybody has different tastes. Even though when I first opened up, I was like really worried about what all the cafes, particularly the independents, not so much the chains, but I was really worried about what all the independents would think of me and they would be trying to pinch my customers and all of these sorts of things. Whereas I, my approach has always been a place is better with more of us because not everybody likes the same thing. I don't like the same coffee as somebody else. I really like the coffee I had supplied, but I don't like the one over the road. But some of my customers were like that. And some of my customers were very like, well, we go to all the all the different local independence ones because we like to support everybody else and they like variety. While people that have a similar business to yours seem like the competition, they are actually probably more your allies because they are there to help you. They're there to help build your community. They're there to help you make your business stronger. And you can share knowledge because not every customer goes to the same place. Your customers aren't their customers because the difference is you. You all resonate with different people. Instead of seeing everybody and worrying about what everybody else is doing, remember that underneath all of the outside, all of that shop window, all of the seemingly busy tables they've got in there, there's a whole different business happening underneath that, which makes it different from yours. So if you think about, if you look at a high street and how many different clothes shops they have on it and how many different, there's always lots of coffee shops. So you'll always get like a Costa, a Nero, a Starbucks, you'll get like all of those fast food chain coffee shops and all of those sorts of things and bakeries you get. There are always more than one. So there's nothing stopping you from having more than one because not everybody wants to go to the same place all the time. So instead of viewing other people as the competition, see them as something that will actually make your business stronger. So I'm going to give the example of when I opened up the bar in our local town because there wasn't many bars. It didn't really have so much of a nightlife. There was a few pubs, but a, a cocktail bar versus a pub are quite different for different people. Not everyone likes a traditional pub and not everybody wants to go to a cocktail bar. But there was one or two other places in the town. But having one or two other places in the town to go get cocktails is not always enough of a reason for somebody to come out on a night when they like to go to two or three different places in one night. So by me having the cocktail bar there, actually it helped 
the other people in the town and they help me because people would take it in turns to come to us so if there was if we were busy they would go over the road if they were busy they would come to us and it benefited both of us so instead of them being the competition it was actually really beneficial and even with the local restaurants near us in the evenings we would have people that would come in and have a drink and actually they would look over the road at the local restaurant there and they would wave when their table was ready so we would get business out of it they would get business out of it when they were busy they had someone that had somewhere to wait and have a drink which was over the way so it was brilliant it was a way of clubbing together with other businesses that complemented each other and I think communities are better together anyway so when you're living in a small place or you've got a small market or whatever that might be even sometimes doing joint ventures together will be really beneficial so I had a really great example I used to do wine and cheese nights or jazz and cheese nights we'd have live music and then we'd do cheese platter and I paired up with a local shop that also sold coffee that also sold wines and things like that but they also sold really good cheeses. And I thought, well, I'm going to support local. I can then give them the cheese that came from the shop. The people then who are coming to my fully booked event would eat all the cheese and we'll give them a voucher to then go and buy the cheese, get some money off at the local shop. We can promote both our businesses. They will promote us in their shop. We will promote them and everybody wins out of it. And it worked really, really well. And it gave a point of uniqueness because people enjoy having that local touch, that connection and knowing that there's a bit of a community bond in the town. So instead of me going to a different supplier that isn't even in the town, we were much stronger together instead of kind of going, oh, well, they sell coffee, so I couldn't possibly go and get my cheese from them. Well, actually, you know what, they do really good coffee as well. So (laughs) I don't think that is anything that would take people away from my business specifically. I have a different offering to them. They have a different offering to me. People like to have difference. The benefits of actually thinking of your competition as your allies is will make your business so much stronger. Go and introduce yourself to them. Go and talk to them. Go and get to know them. I certainly found that during the, particularly during the pandemic, they were such a great source of support for me and for me, for them, because we were able to go and talk to each other. We could be our confidence because we understood what went on behind the scenes of what we were having to deal with on a daily basis that the customers didn't have to see. Even things like getting the basic of eggs and flour and all of the ingredients that are absolutely essential to someone who's got a cafe and bakery, we would be really struggling and we'd share knowledge and share resources and I'll be like, hey, well, we get our eggs from down the road because we know we can get a supply of them. And they were like, oh, brilliant. Thank you. Because we go through so many. So they started getting their supply from them by having that kind of community. And then there were days when sometimes in the pandemic, no one would be coming in. So we just pop over the road and say, how's everything going? And they'll be like, we really don't know where everybody's gone. And suddenly you've got that community network and support group in your local community that can share business knowledge and skills and also help make you realise that your business is stronger. By getting to know the people in your town rather than thinking of them at the competition, 
you might find that you benefit from them. It might be that you want to put on some events. It could be like a workshop or something like that. They might also do workshops, but actually, why don't you pair up your diaries together so you know that you've got different events going on at different times? It could be that you have a loyalty card scheme for all of you. So you could have a joint loyalty card so that people benefit from everybody. Actually, then you're promoting your business and two other businesses or three other businesses or however many you want are also promoting your business as well as supporting each other. Sounds so much nicer saying, yeah, we, we love, you know, we love being part of this community. We love being part of the local area and we support local. People really enjoy hearing about how people work together to make things better. And I think that's such a big selling point for any business. By looking at those opportunities to join together, to join forces, even maybe do a food festival in your local town, whatever that might be, by coming together as a community instead of worrying about the competition, it will work so much better. One of the other things I'm going to touch on is pricing. So comparing your prices to everybody else. Like I said, I did some market research. When I first opened the cafe, bar and bar and bakery. I did all three. I looked at different prices of all kinds of similar places to mine, including in my local town, outside my local town, just to try and get an idea of where the pricing sits and what did I learn from that. There is a ceiling to some prices, but everybody had different prices. There was nothing consistent. So what I've actually come to realise is like a hairdresser where Some hairdressers will charge you £50, others will charge you £150. It's not necessarily about how much you charge. It's about the experience and so many other things. And your prices really are unique to you. They do not charge the same as a competition. And I'll be talking about pricing in next week's podcast. So if you want to hear a bit more about that, if you go down the road of thinking, well, I've got to price my same to the competition. Trust me, when I've looked at it, they're all different. Nothing is consistent. It doesn't necessarily mean that people won't pay those prices because if they like what you've got and they believe in your business, they will support you. If you're really worried that you're going to overprice anything, you don't know how big your customers' pockets are. So do not assume, based on your knowledge, what people have and are willing to pay. I've, I know I paid a lot of money for a good coffee. Even I've kind of got, oh, that's expensive, but still go back there. Don't compare your prices to everybody else's. Work on your own business pricing. Not making it cheaper isn't your strength. I find that if something is priced cheaply and I'm looking for something of slightly better quality, I'll probably ignore the cheaper price because I think it's not good enough quality. So think of it in that way of you're offering a good quality product that's handmade. You can't compare yourself to the supermarket. You can't compare yourself to the chain restaurants. You've got to just look at your own profit, your own costs and put that into the mix rather than thinking about what everybody else is doing. Downfall of when you start comparing yourself to everybody else is you do things that everybody else does to think, oh, that really works for them. So I should introduce that and I should do these bits and bobs. And, you know, some people might think, oh, well, they're doing a jazz night, so we'll do a jazz night. Of course, there is room for everybody. But if you start looking at somebody else that's working really well, doesn't mean it's going to work well in your business. What you've got to 
be true to is think about what your values are as a business. What's important to you? What are those key things? So it could be with my cafe, it was being friendly, being relaxed, being open, being welcoming. These were like the key things that were important to me. It wasn't about being trendy and hipster. It wasn't about doing smashed avocado because there are other places in the town that did that and would do that better than me. That wasn't what my place was about. Mine was about that kind of traditional modern twist and I stayed true to that belief all the way through. So I was really clear on what my business was about and what it was. Other places did all of these great things and they worked really well, but they wouldn't have worked in my place. But other things worked really well in my place, like some of the jazz nights. They, I mean, the jazz nights always sold out, the live music, because it was a great venue for it. It was really well set up. They always sold out, but it wouldn't have worked in different places because you didn't have the same space. So even though people, other people around you might be doing certain things and doing things in the same ways, it's fine to stick to your guns and do what you want. On the flip side of that, of course, What I also discovered in the course of doing my business was I thought I should be a bit different because people like different. And a prime example of this was when we first opened the bar, it was a wine bar. It was wine and gin because gin was trendy at the time. And I thought everybody would want gin. Every third or fourth group would walk in and go, do you do cocktails? No. They'd walk straight back out. They wanted cocktails. And I assumed because other people in the town did cocktails that people would want that variety. Turns out they didn't. So I introduced cocktails fairly soon on. I think it was in month three or four. We still did really well out of it. Did slightly different menu to people across the way. We did slightly different styles. We made all of ours from scratch, as did other people. But we did them in a certain different way. So again, similar to coffee. Some people love dark cocktails. Some people love the coffee over the way. However, what I realised was that actually sometimes those good old traditional family favourites that people enjoy that's what people want. So you could do your version of that. My mum was telling me the other day that apparently the prawn cocktail, the classic 1970s starter, has come up as one of still the most popular starters in the UK on restaurant menus. So go figure. It's It's been around for 50 years and it's still one of the most popular ones. So sometimes the good old faithful still work well. It's just, it's a good old faithful in the way you do it. So if you're someone that really struggles with worrying about what the competition think, comparing yourself completely, getting caught up in that, oh, I, I they seem to be really busy. Why am I not as busy as them? You have to catch yourself from thinking that. I've done it so many times and you end up getting right down that rabbit warren of just then worrying about everything and feeling like your business isn't good enough. You've got to remember that if you've got a sound business model, you've got great products and you've got good customers, particularly when you're starting out, you will have to allow yourself time to grow. Not everything's going to come to you instantly. It's going to take time. And sometimes you'll find that when you open the doors for the first time, you'll be really busy and then it will calm down. That is perfectly normal. doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's just People like to see what's new. They come in and then everything settles down and then you'll find a rhythm after that. But don't don't break your business because of what everybody else is doing. Just remember why you're doing it. Learn from other people and use that and build that community spirit with people around you because that will really help your business. If you start worrying about what everybody else is doing, it really doesn't help. And I can speak from experience on that one. So that was today's podcast, everyone. I hope it was useful for you. Let me know if you're someone that really struggles with worrying about what everybody else thinks, trying to find that unique place in the market where you're 
trying to be a little bit different and you just can't figure out how to do it and you find yourself getting sidetracked by what everybody else is doing. Let me know if this is you. Drop me an email at naomi at bakingboss.net because I have definitely been there. It's it's so hard to stay headstrong sometimes. It's really, really difficult, particularly when you're running your own business. If you're particularly as you're the only one, you've got no one really to talk to about that. But I am here to talk to you. Do come and let me know what you think. You can get me on the socials. I am Baking Boss because I'd love to hear your experiences of this. And what top tips do you have for other people? Because it's always great to share. If you're worrying about what other people are doing, come and join my Baking Bosses Facebook group because it's a group for food and baking business owners or people just starting just starting out to come and share support information it's a really friendly place it's not there to judge anyone it's not there to say that things aren't going to work we're there to help you it's there for support and come and get the community spirit from there i hope you have a great week everyone i'm going to be back next week like next week i'm going to be talking about pricing so it's going to be a really useful podcast but as ever if you need a bit of help with your business strategy, then I am here to help you. I do one-to-one sessions with people as well as work on sort of a longer term basis. So I can also work with you for three months if you really want to get that business strategy sound, which is is a really great investment to get you started up. I wish I had this when I first started up, let me tell you, because I probably would have saved myself an awful lot of money. Come and find me. You can find it on the website at bakingboss.net or just drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week and as ever, happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review and don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net and give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.